this Nathan series. What does Nathan mean? Give. To give or given. Yes. What are the words that we've talked about? We've talked about four words. Everything. Everything. Given. Share. Multiply. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. Our last one is grace. Put it on up there. I mean, I know y'all know that word, but grace. That's our last one. Okay. Because listen, we, we believe that everything we do, it's out of the grace of God. And so that's how we're going to end this thing. And, uh, you know, grace is one of those like real churchy words. That it's like, sometimes we know what it means. But so like, can someone just throw out what is, what is grace? What is grace? Grace is love. Yes. Compassion. What else? Forgiveness, mercy. Yes, something that's undeserved, right? What else? Grace. Unconditional love. Gentleness. Yeah. Sacrifice? Yes. Yeah, so all of these and more, right? Grace is this idea that, that God has given us everything even when we didn't deserve it, right? So we gave Him nothing and He gave us everything. Grace is, is undeserved favor from God, okay? But actually, it's so much more than that. And that can't even, that little sentence, it can't even capture it. And in, in the Bible, grace actually means many things. The word actually in Greek is charis. Everyone say charis. Okay, now you know Greek. You're a Greek scholar. Um, and so it means, it means so many things. It means everything you said, but it, it means this receiving and giving and thanksgiving. It's like this beautiful um, idea of just living in the middle of what Jesus has done for us. And so tonight we're going to talk about God's grace and how it is big enough for you. And it's big enough for you in the middle of the Nathan Initiative. And so we're going to read a scripture uh, in Second Corinthians, but before I read the scripture, I want to give you the context, because context is like the syrup on a pancake, all right? If you eat a pancake without syrup, it's going to fill you up, but it's not going to taste as good. So I want to give you the syrup, the context. Here's the deal. Paul wrote this letter, and Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians out of a lot out of a lot of hardship. He'd been going through some stuff, okay? He'd been imprisoned a few times. And he had started this church um, in Corinth, and everybody had turned his back on, on him. And he showed up to Corinth, and they, they totally turned their back in person. And so he left and said, I don't want to even want to visit you again. I'm going to avoid your area because it's so painful for me to remember this. And so he's writing this stuff out of all this hardship. Um, and I think that, that all of us can relate to that, right? All of us can relate to, hopefully you haven't planted a church and they turn their back on you. I, I think at this age, most of you have not done that. Maybe you have. If you have, wow, you guys should be teaching. Um, but but may, we, can all, we can all relate to being weak, right? All of us have been weak at some point. All of us have felt like, you know what, I'm just too weak to really accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish. Or I can't really pull this thing off. This Christian life, I can't pull it off. I'm too weak. Um, or maybe you feel like, talking about the Nathan Initiative, I feel too weak, to really make an impact in the Nathan Initiative. Maybe you've thought that. Maybe you've thought, listen, how am I really supposed to make an impact in this thing? Because, like, there's not a lot of cash coming in currently, right? Maybe you felt that. And, and you look at this, this whole thing, and you're like, what, what's my piece, right? Maybe you felt weak like that. And so these words that Paul have to tell us are groundbreaking. It's really incredible. Um, because, listen, a lot of us, we want to be a part of something big. We want to be a part of what God's doing. We want to be a part of things like the Nathan Initiative. But we just feel weak. And we feel like there are days where we don't even know what's going on. And we don't know how we can keep going. And so Paul's got a message for you if you're in that boat. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. He's talking about how much hardship he's been going through. But then he says this. But the Lord said, my grace is all you need. Only when you are weak can everything be done completely 
by my power. And so Paul says, so I will gladly boast about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power can stay in me. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is like a wild revelation moment where you realize, man, everything is different after God says this. If, if I really believe that Jesus means what he says, if he says to us, my grace is all you need, like we should pause and be like, oh my gosh, if that's true, then it changes everything about the rest of my life. If at every moment in my life, all the great days and the horrible days, if his grace is all then that is good news, right? That's good news for us. That even in the weakest moment of your life, God's power is best displayed through you and through your weakness. That is amazing. And so if you feel weak, you feel too weak to follow Jesus, good. Because he wants to work through your life. If you feel too weak to be a part of this Nathan initiative, good. You're the one he's going to work through. You're the one he's going to build a testimony through because God actually wants us to to come to him in our weakness because it's that place where he can be most glorified. Paul says that he's going to boast in his weakness. That's crazy. None of us boast in our weaknesses. And in fact, if we do, it's probably because we're insecure and we actually want to compliment, right? So here's the amazing thing, guys, is that Paul Paul's saying this and it's not because it's not because he's not faking it. He's not just saying it until he believes it. He's saying it because he has experienced the grace of God in the middle of profound weakness. Okay, so if you're looking around your life and you're you're like, man, I don't know how God could ever use me, then he probably is going to use you. If you're looking around your life and saying, man, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where to turn. I am just so profoundly weak. Then God wants to use that for his glory. And so we can boast about our weaknesses. We can boast about our inability to make an impact in this Nathan initiative because we know that means that God's going to use us to make an impact. Okay, you don't have to have it all together in order to come to Jesus. You don't have to, to be able to give these huge amounts in order to come to the Nathan Initiative and commit because God actually wants to use the weak rather than the strong. And when we realize this and we start living like it's true, it's, it's like we get in on this amazing cycle of grace because the thing is that this word grace, it means so much more than just receiving a free gift. It really is like, it's this amazing cycle that just continues and it builds on itself. It's like you start receiving from Jesus and you realize, man, he is everything I need. And then because he's everything I need, I can start giving. Because it's like if you had a credit card that was never going to run out, you'd, you'd run that thing. You wouldn't be like counting your budget. You'd just be like, let's do this, right? And so if we're receiving everything we need and we believe that everything is everything we need is in Jesus, then we're going to start giving and giving and giving and trusting that God's going to take care of us. And when we do that, then we can start giving thanks to God. And it stirs up the receiving and the giving. And so it's like a cycle keeps on going and going and going. And that is the place that God wants you to live. Like every single moment of your life. That's the place that God actually created you to be. It's not like, oh, like that makes sense if you're a really mature Christian. Or that makes sense if you're like a pastor or something. No, that is for everybody. God wants you to live in that place where you are, you are fully receiving every single thing that you need in your life from God. And because of that, you're giving radically to those around you. And because of that, you're thanking God for what you've received and you've given. And then it keeps on going and going and going. That's the very spot that you are meant to live, okay? And so you can actually live that way because Jesus wants to work through your weakness. But you won't know it until you jump in. We said that most of these weeks in the Nathan series. You won't know it's true unless you just try it. 
You won't know if it's true unless you actually put yourself in a position to receive that grace from God. And so that's what we're doing during this Nathan initiative in our church. We're calling people to jump in. Would you just try Would you try to live by this generosity lifestyle? Would you try and live in the middle of God's grace? And so for some of you uh, tonight, God's calling you to give uh, radically. Maybe he's calling you to give up something that you love in order to be a part of this Nathan initiative. Maybe he's calling you to give up something that is really valuable to you. Maybe he's calling you to give up and he's calling you to sell a guitar or an Xbox or something. Maybe he's calling you to give radically. Maybe he's calling you to give something every single month for the next year. Maybe it's just something radical. And for others of us, it's maybe God's calling us to give sacrificially. Maybe you don't even have much, but he's calling you to give anyway. Maybe he's calling you to be sacrificial about what he's given you and saying, you know what, ultimately it's not mine, and so I'm going to give. And for some of us, actually not some of us, all of us, he's calling us to give joyfully. Okay, because here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want us to be a church who gives out of guilt or of feeling like I have to do this because everyone else is doing that. Uh, God wants us to give joyfully because this cycle of grace is, is totally marked by joy. And so when we really understand that God, and w- let's just tie it all together, when we understand that God has given us everything and that he's calling us to be given to him and given for others, and we realize that we can share because of our faith and that God's going to multiply whatever we give, then we can have grace to give and to give joyfully. And so that's what God's calling us into. And not just, not just the church. I'm talking about you guys. You guys are the church. And God's calling you to get in on this thing. And I believe that God is going to change everything for the rest of your life if you really jump in at, at this time in your life. Everything, every choice that you make, it's shaping the rest of your future, even in these days, in these years. And so if you make this choice to live in this cycle of grace and to give generously, I believe it's going to shape you for the rest of your life.